Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're pressing on through Matthew. We're in the 22nd chapter, and we're going to pick up with the 23rd verse. We've been seeing Jesus responding to the religion that's trying to set him up. This is one of my favorite passages. Matthew has an account of it. Mark has an account, and Luke has an account. Matthew and Mark are quite similar in the details. Luke gives uh, some more details that are very interesting, and maybe I'll get to all of it today. So let's read it, because this is such a significant passage Okay, there's some really powerful things here. So Matthew chapter 22, verse 23. On that day, okay, it's the same day of what we've just seen in the previous episodes, okay? It's just flowing through. On that day, some Sadducees, and then Matthew says parenthetically, actually Matthew, Mark, and Luke all make this parenthetical statement. Sadducees who say there is no resurrection. So we learn something here. The Sadducees are those that say there is no resurrection. And you think, well, I thought everybody believed there's a resurrection. Oh, no, 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 no. Particularly in academia, people are dumbfounded when they find out that even in evangelical seminaries that you will find uh, professors leading and teaching uh, things that are not foundational truths. Okay? People will say, well, everybody believes in the virgin birth of Jesus. No, no, no. Everybody believes in the resurrection. No. Not everybody who believes and teaches religion and theology believe that Jesus died and was resurrected. There's a whole school of thought that, oh, no, 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 he just passed out because he got beaten. And then when he was put in the tomb, it was cool, and he just swooned, and then he was revived by the coolness of the tomb. Seriously, that, you'll, you'll find that in uh, academic writings. But So these Sadducees, the ones who don't believe in the resurrection, they come to Jesus, and they got a question for him. They question him. Verse 24, they say this, Teacher, Moses said, okay, let me stop right here. <laughs> the second that somebody comes to you, and they're going to ask you a question, but they start uh, with giving the background, the foundation, and the context. That's great. That's wonderful. But a red flag flies up because they said, Moses says, well, the second they say that, your mind's going to go, but we say this, or what do you say? In other words, you smell a trap. So here's what Moses said. It's a quote out of Deuteronomy. If a man dies having no children, his brother as next of kin shall marry his wife and raise up children for his brother. Okay? So that is, that's right out of, right out of the law. That's Deuteronomy 25.5. And so the idea is if a man dies and he had no children, then his brother was to come and marry his wife and raise up children for his brother. Verse 25. Now they get into a hypothetical thing, which is a question. They say this. Now, there were seven brothers with us, and the first married and died, and having no children, left his wife to his brother. So also the second, and the third, down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Don't you just love that snarky nature of that last statement? They all had her. And don't you love how they set the question up? In the resurrection, they didn't believe in the resurrection. 
Okay, they did not believe in the resurrection, so they're asking him a question predicated upon the resurrection because they're seeking to entrap Jesus. They're seeking to trip him up. They're seeking to make him look like a fool. And so they're going to use the fact that he believed in the resurrection to do that. Look how Jesus answers, verse 29. But Jesus answered and said to them, now hang on to this, folks. This is one of the most profound verses in all of Scripture. Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered, said to them, You are mistaken. Mark actually says, Is this not the reason that you're mistaken and you do not understand? <laughs> Matthew says, You are mistaken, not understanding or knowing, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. Now, folks, these religious rulers knew their holy book, knew their Bible, okay? But Jesus is saying, you don't know and you don't understand the Scriptures, nor do you understand the power of God. He says, you're wrong. You don't know the Scriptures. You don't know the power of God. You know what? We need to say that more often, if that be the case. Don't do it with a religious arrogance or anything like that. But so much of what we deal with as the body of Christ is because of this right here, that people don't know the Scripture, and they don't know the power of God. I dare say if you go into most of our churches, the main thing you're going to hear all the time is this. Well, I think, you're going to hear that, I think, I think, honestly, it matters not what I think. You don't need to know what I think about anything. And if you've been in our Bible studies, you know that's that's a big thing with all of us, <coughs> that we are. Um, you know, somebody says, well, i got a question for you. That's great. They know I am not going to give them what I think about it. I'm going to give them one or two answers. I'm going to try to say, okay, here's what the Bible says about this. Or I'm going to say, I don't know. Okay, I don't know is a great answer. If you don't know, you don't know. Well, let's find out. But Jesus says, you are mistaken, folks. You don't understand the Scripture nor the power of God. Then he says this. For in the resurrection, he explains a little bit. In the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. So he's explaining, you know, what the relationship is. He said in the resurrection, it's not like you're going to be married. It's not like you've been given in marriage. You're going to be like the angels in heaven. And the other gospels actually give us some insight into that, which I think we'll probably look at the next episode. I was hoping to cover all this in this first one, but I think I'm going to be too harried and hurried to try to do that. He says, so it's going to be like the angels are in heaven. Verse 31, listen to this. Jesus says, but regarding the resurrection of the dead, okay? So they try to set him up, correct? They try to set him up with this thing. They don't believe in the resurrection. But now he comes along and says, but regarding that resurrection of the dead, by the way, he's going to teach them the truth. Have you not read what was spoken to you by God? And then he's going to quote Exodus 3, 6. So he's going to use the scripture and he's saying, hey, as regarding that resurrection, which you say you don't believe in, have you not read what God said? And what does that say? Verse 32, he quotes it. God said this, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. That's the quote from Exodus. Then Jesus says this, he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And people say, well, what's he talking about here? See, when God spoke this to Moses, Abraham had already ceased to exist in his body. So had Isaac, so had Jacob. Okay? In other words, they had died. 
But when God spoke to Moses about them, he says, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. And by Jesus using it this way and saying it this way, he's verifying and saying they're still alive. If they're still alive, that means what? There's a resurrection. And then Jesus says, he's not the God of the dead, but God of the living. The last verse for the day. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. We'll learn a little more later in Luke about what the response was. It's just amazing. They were dumbfounded by this teaching because it was such truth that they'd never been considered, had never considered truth that brought life. And he's speaking of resurrection and that there's not dead, but the living as if it's a reality because it is a reality. There is so much to be learned and gleaned from how Jesus handled these kind of encounters. Lord, may we be like you in these things. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.